Good morning. I'm very uh, happy to be delivering hopeful news and great news here this morning for the state of Washington. I'm joyous to be able to say that the federal government has authorized the use of the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. I'm Jennifer Wing. This is Transmission. Now, this cannot come soon enough, obviously, and we are ready to go. It's been about one month since the first coronavirus vaccine arrived in Washington state. It was Washington state that had the first deaths. So to see those first vaccines dropped off yesterday, it really brought everything full circle. But that's not to say we are out of the pandemic yet. We still have a ways to go. The first of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine was given to a nurse at UW Medicine. We are seeing the very first patient here, the very first person to be uh, given the COVID-19 vaccine. And that's it. I watched this live streaming on my computer. I really wanted to see this moment. It was a quick poke with a needle. The woman, the nurse, she didn't flinch when it went in. Like a lot of other people who tuned in, I cried. This was the first ray of light shining through at the end of a very dark and long tunnel. Now, about a month into this, the demand for COVID vaccines is high, but the rollout here in Washington is slow going. So far, the state has received nearly 625,000 doses, but has only administered a little more than 200,000. The pharmacies Walgreens and CVS are partnering with the federal government to vaccinate people in nursing homes and long-term care facilities. Frontline healthcare workers are also at the top of the list to get vaccinated. Washington's vaccine rollout has been in the planning stages for months. So why is it happening so slowly? Why are so many people who are eligible for the vaccine struggling to get it? One of our colleagues, KNKX reporter Paula Whistle, couldn't stop thinking about this. It's a subject Seattle Times investigative reporter Mike Riker and his colleagues have been focused on. Paula spoke to Mike about what he and his colleagues are finding. So what were you hearing from people, you know, who have relatives in the in nursing homes or assisted living facilities or people who work there? What kind of stories were you hearing? We were hearing about uh, people that had a lot of hope when they first heard about the vaccine dates. And this was, uh, you know, early December, they were getting emails saying your, you know, your mother, your grandmother is scheduled to get her vaccine on December 17th. And then it would come really close to that date. Uh, The vaccines arrived in Washington on December 14th. And then they would get an email saying, oh, it's been delayed. And it may or may not have a reason given. And then they would get another email saying that it's been delayed like five more days. And then finally, they're they're on the calendar for the end of January. And so that's it's as you can imagine, that would be so frustrating. I believe it's about half the deaths in the state have been in these facilities and we're, we're getting emails from people uh, telling us that they, they feel like any day their, their mother or their father could die in one of these facilities if they contract the virus. So are long-term care facilities able to find doses outside of Walgreens and CVS? Sort of going it alone? 
Some of them are. Uh, we, we talked to some facilities who had their dates pushed back uh, with, with Walgreens and CVS and dropped out of the program and looked around for another pharmacy to, to give the vaccines. Uh, we talked to one that uh, signed up with a regional chain of pharmacies that was vaccinating long-term care facilities, and they were able to get it uh, a week earlier than their scheduled date. And the official there at the, the nursing home said this, this probably saved some lives. So how about healthcare workers, you know, who don't work in hospitals? Um, uh, that's another thing you found is that if you're not in the hospital system, even though you're qualified because you're a healthcare worker, it's hard to find where to go to get vaccine. You know, the, the ones on the front lines of fighting COVID were the top priority. And then the state has opened it up to people working in healthcare settings more broadly. And we're talking about dental hygienists and and other people that don't work within big hospital systems. And these people have really struggled to find a place to get vaccinated. Uh, the state gives them a list of pharmacies that do have the vaccine and instructs them to call around. Uh, you know, go to one in your in your county, and there may be there may be two in your county or three, depending on wh- where you are in the state. And they're calling around and finding that these places don't have vaccines available or or for the hospitals that are on the list that they're still trying to vaccinate their their staff. I mean, Mike, did that surprise you that the healthcare workers, you know, on the front lines are having trouble or they have to they're kind of on their own, you know, call around and see if you can find vaccine. That's right. Uh, One group of people that we talked with were home health aides, or we talked to their union officials and and a few of them themselves. And uh, that group is really, really struggling here. There, I I believe it's 40,000 of them in the state, thereabouts. And uh, the union official at SEIU 775 said that he believes about 1% of those home health aides have been vaccinated in the state as of uh, the end of last week. Um, and so, you know, it's it's a big workforce that's that's dealing with very vulnerable patients. They just can't find a place right now to, to get vaccines. One thing we didn't touch on is hospitals have been scrambling because they're getting an unpredictable supply of vaccine. Uh, Some of them are getting more than they ordered and others are not getting what they've requested. And um, the hospitals have been coordinating among themselves to to transfer it. And one hospital got more vaccine than it needed and they had already opened up some of the trays or opened up some of the containers. So there was a, a basically a ticking clock on when they, how long they could use it. I believe it was 120 hours is what they had. Um, so just a, a few days. And, and so they rushed it to this, this other hospital that was in a, in a rural area. And, and they were able to, to get all of their workers vaccinated, um, you know, thankfully in, in time. What do you think are the main roadblocks that our vaccination rollout is facing? Well, the main roadblocks I'm 
sorry to say, we really don't know at this point. The The state is releasing such limited data on where the vaccines are going that you can't really say they are going to long-term care, but they're not going to uh, outside healthcare workers. Um, and, you know, it's it's the scheduling at CVS or it's it's really hard to pinpoint what the problem is in, in an absence of data. And the state is planning to release an online dashboard where we'll be able to see more clearly what's going on. Um, some other states are well ahead of us on that. Michigan, for instance, you can go and see exactly how many doses were delivered to uh, individual sites on a given day. And you can really get down into the details to figure out what the holdup is. Um, and it's interesting that those other states are partnering with Microsoft to produce this dashboard. And, and so is our Department of Health. And of course, Microsoft's here in the state. But for some reason, it's been postponed and delayed uh, weeks. They were saying that they were going to have this dashboard up at the end of de- December, but it, it still is not live. So did you reach out to the Department of Health? We asked them a lot of questions for this story, and we continue to do so. Their responses have been uh, been lacking, especially when it comes to the numbers. We hope that will get better, and they say it's going to get better as they release this data dashboard. Um, but in the meantime, it leaves us all guessing. So the fact that a lot of the information about how vaccine distribution is happening is unknown, what do you think this means for our vulnerable populations right now? Well, it's, uh, you know, the the long-term care facilities in particular are, the, are of the greatest concern. And uh, CVS and Walgreens have said that they'll be able to vaccinate all of the nursing homes, which have the most vulnerable patients, by January 25th. And, uh, you know, between now and then, uh, you know, the, the virus is really spreading and, and there's uh, these new variants that people are concerned about. So I think people now feel even more pressure to get the vaccine, considering that these uh, these variants have been identified as as more transmissible. I I think that it it really introduces an uncertain time and a and a stressful time for people who are just trying to get to the point where they can have have this uh, this assurance uh, of of having a vaccine. Uh, I could really relate to the the people who have. Uh, parents in in these nursing homes. I I have a grandmother who's 104 years old, and uh, she lives in California. And and I just I just know that uh, you know every day counts. And and if she got the vaccine, I'd feel so much more comfortable. And so to know that there are these delays that are not well explained, it just must be so frustrating for people who are waiting to get get their loved ones vaccinated. Well, thank you very much, Mike. You're welcome. It's it's been a pleasure.
Officials at the State Department of Health say the new data dashboard will launch next week. They say it will have detailed information about where COVID vaccines are being administered, as well as breakdowns by county and by demographics laying out who is getting vaccinated. In yesterday's briefing by the Washington State Department of Health, Secretary of Health Umer Shah acknowledged the fact that getting vaccines into people's arms is taking longer than the department would like. The start of our vaccine rollout in the state of Washington has been uneven at best. And yes, we have heard concerns from partners, from the public, from a number of different entities about the pace that we as a state are moving at. There have been many challenges to the rollout. Some of those challenges are simply out of our control, including that every state has had to figure out on its own in the absence of a national strategy. While those challenges have certainly impacted our response, ultimately it does not matter. Ultimately, our communities and people in our communities expect that they are going to get vaccines and we are going to get those vaccines into their arms as quickly as possible. While we are making progress every single day in the number of vaccines that are administered on a daily basis, I recognize that it has not been enough. The Department of Health says it will move to phase B1 in a matter of days. This will make vaccines available to everyone 70 and older and people 50 and older who live in multi-generational households. That's it for this episode of Transmission. Transmission is made possible with the help of the KNKX Newsroom. This episode was produced by Paula Whistle, me, and Will James. Our executive producer is Florangela Davila. Please consider giving us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Doing that really helps people find us. And we want to hear from you. Please send feedback, along with a voice memo recording of what your life is like right now, to outreach at knkx.org. I'm Jennifer Wing. Remember, keep watching your distance, wash your hands, and wear a mask. Thank you.